pierce the veil. So you don't know what pierce the veil means. Um, piercing the veil has a couple of meanings in the law. <coughs> the veil is um, uh, I don't know how to explain it. Think of a veil uh, like a wedding veil. And the wedding veil covers the face and then gives like a protective piece. Piercing the veil means to go beyond that protective, that, that area of protection. So in the law, for example, you can have a corporation. And the corporation, even if it's only two or three people, the corporation is an entity all by itself even though it's run by individual people. So for all the business dealings, their banking, their taxes, they have some insulation so that if something goes wrong with the business, the people that own the business... Can you stop for a second? The people that own the business can't be held liable personally. But piercing the veil means to go beyond that and hold those individuals liable. Interesting. Yeah, so the veil of family and parenting is that um, I hold some level of power or esteem. But... And when you call me, what'd you call me? Buddy. When you call me Buddy, it pierces the veil. Buddy or pal, <laughs> chum. And takes away that level of superiority that I have. Yeah. yeah. Should Man, you that have superiority, a, though? Yeah, it was more tongue-in-cheek. Really. And the answer is yes, I should have superiority. I should, and I'll tell you why. Because... At my age, I have lived more life than you. I have. That means nothing. I have made all of the mistakes that you have made and all of the mistakes that you are going to make. <laughs> um, and then some. And I have recovered from some mistakes and I have not recovered from some mistakes. So. I need to have a level of superiority that puts me in a position of being a guider, and a leader, and a motivator. Okay, okay. I get it, I get it. Do you? Buddy. Do you, pal? I used to have a joke about the difference in discipline that my parents had for us. <coughs> And when my, I don't remember how it went, but I, I remember it was um, when my dad used to get angry at us. He'd get very formal with us, like, like oh no, very informal, like, hey buddy, hey pal, hey mister, you know, like very separate. 
But then when my mom got angry with us, she would swoop down on us like the flying monkeys from the Wizard of Oz and grab us by the neck, back of the neck and put our face in whatever we did wrong and go, did you do this? Did you do this? Did you do this? When you get done with mom being angry at you, you feel like the scarecrow. <laughs> my arms are over there and my legs are over there. It's a long reference. I have to look up that joke. I don't remember it entirely. It was really good, though. A good metaphor of the... Pulling the whole Wizard of Oz theme into it. So I pulled this up because this is one of the comments that was made. Tim Cook, you know who Tim Cook is? No. He's the CEO of Apple. He took over after Steve Jobs stepped down and then Steve Jobs eventually passed away from cancer. So Tim Cook took over as Apple. Apple is on track to be um, like a billion dollar company, which is the first company ever to, to be a billion dollar company. They're making gobs of money. Tim Cook makes a tremendous amount of money. Obviously, Apple's a big, huge company. Well, just recently, Tim Cook has agreed to sign on to give away his wealth. Um, Warren Buffett, who's one of the richest men, if not, no, he's not the richest, he's one of the richest men in the world. He created this concept and he challenged other super wealthy people to give away at least half of their fortune. People like um, uh, Mark Zuckerberg and Mark Cuban and Bill Gates and all of these extremely wealthy people have signed this pledge to basically give away all of their wealth. They have way more money than they're ever going to be able to do anything with. It's not going to do them any good sitting in the bank just making more money. So instead what they've opted to do is to find ways to, to give it away. So Tim Cook agreed to do that. And, and also Tim Cook recently came out as being gay. And I think yeah, he's I he's that. one of he's one of the only um and maybe he was the first, I'm not sure it was pretty iconic, CEO of a major organization to come out publicly as gay. As as much as we don't think of that as being problematic, um in the business world it's still a big deal. Like people still don't talk about it a lot. It's not something that you you bring out. And for whatever reason, it still has a stigma attached to it sometimes. So him coming out and being the position that he was in was a huge step forward to, to sort of get rid of some of those biases, and those plain old prejudices that come out. Oh, well, gay people can't do this, and gay people can't do that. And, you know, he's... CEO of the giant corporation Apple. Mm -hmm. um, maybe we can dispense with the gays can't do stuff kind of, you know, yeah. stereotypes. So this is one of the comments. And it says, I'm sick of those lifelong CEO tyrants making billions for 40 years and then hitting 60 and having some cathartic epiphany and vowing to give it all away. Why didn't you give your customers better built, serviceable, more affordable, better supported projects? 
your employees better pay, benefits, health care, your shareholders, dividends, or plain old charity, but the first 40 years in business, question mark, Gates and Buffett could have been making the world better for millions of people for the last 40 years, um, and not just the last five. Jobs, Cuban, Koch Brothers, Larry Ellison, Page, Brin, and countless others are just megalomaniacs who could be doing good now in the, and in the past. Whatever grand gesture they do in death, if anything, is of little consequence. They... TC. TC is raging. <laughs> TC will take none of this. Throwing some shame. Like, I, I don't understand people like this. I just, I have difficult time... Oh, are you not for TC? No. Oh, I'm not either. I was. I'm neutral on this. I don't really care. You don't really care. No. <laughs> I truly Seriously? don't care. <laughs> what do you think about giving away all your wealth if you're wealthy? If you have more money, then you you know what to do with you. If if you have money coming out of your ears that you don't need, if you're wiping your nose with hundred dollar bills. That would be gross, first of all. That's, that's a tremendous amount of Yeah, I know. It's just bill. expression. Figuratively. Yeah. It's, it's then what? Then you should give it away to charity and stuff. Help people who you need You think it. you have to be rich to I mean, no. But it's better. Because you have a surplus of money. So you still have stuff for yourself. Like, for your necessities. Mm-hmm. And not all of your, like, awesome jet-powered fancy showers that come from 14,000 different directions. Mm -hmm. But you could you could be putting that money to good use towards the world, towards people who don't have money and food and homes. It's true. I think it's a noble effort for everybody to be doing. Yes. All the time. That's what I believe. So. Yeah. Alright. Mm -hmm. I'm tired. Mm -hmm. I got work today. Mm -hmm. Work. And you know where I was where? all day? Or you know where I was working? Where? All around the Librea Tar Pits. Hmm. I've never been there. I've never been in the area. I've been in the Librea Tar Pits. I wanted to go in there so badly. I thought, you know what? I know Sid's already been, but you should. we gotta take a time and just go up that. Yeah, that's cool. I don't remember it though. Oh, perfect. Yeah, it'd be like it's new. <laughs> I don't remember it at all. The only thing I remember is that I got a necklace in the gift shop. Like, yeah. I don't remember anything about it because I still have it because what kind it's of something. Necklace? Uh, was a like a turtle, a a mood turtle. Oh. I still have it somewhere. That's why I remember though because I had something from it. Nice. That's if I didn't have that, then I wouldn't are. remember. I guess. Yeah. So, right, it's different. Dear God, I'm very for a good night's sleep and a good day tomorrow. My mommy will have a good day at work. Put your hand in my eyes back. Thanks, guys. Have a great day today. Let's have a great day tomorrow. Amen. Amen. So we'll put the volleyball net up. Actually, Sweet. not the volleyball net. We'll put the, the badminton bad slash volleyball. 
I'd much rather play volleyball. I'd much rather play volleyball. Really? I'm. I probably would suck at badminton. I well, you know, it's kind of what we do. We'd have to. I don't know. It's what we do. We suck at stuff. Oh yeah. <laughs> most people suck at most things. Really? Yes. Well, sure. Think about it. There's a lot, tons and tons and tons of people that try to do acting, but there's only a few of them that are really good. Tons of people that try to be singers. There's only a few people that really can do it well. Football players, baseball players, astronauts. Yeah. Badminton players. We're going to suck, but we're still going to have a fantastic time. Yeah. And just because we suck doesn't mean we don't do it. Yeah. Because you can take your glasses off. No. You're gonna see your dreams see better. My You're gonna wake up to a dream. It's gonna be like in 3D. Well, I thought you were gonna say like in my dream. I was gonna like get something in my eye, and then when I wake up, my glasses are just gonna like into my eye. <laughs> oh, like the classic marshmallow and pillow gun. Yeah. Oh. 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 Wow. We watched a movie today. Yeah. Um. Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, that's a, that is what it was. But I forgot. I forgot that it was until just now. I was like, wait a minute, that was it, wasn't it? I thought it, I thought that it was the Lifetime movie we were watching. Mm. When it does the when it does the thing where, um, where Clarice is going into the house, and then all the cops are going in the house, and you think, no, and the guy's like coming up from Spoiler his basement. Alert. Well. You th- and you think that they're in the and same house. And you think that it's the same house. And I knew it was going to be one of those things where they're different places. And I was like, oh, don't do it, don't do it, don't mm-hmm. do it, don't do it. And then he answers the door to question. I'm like, ah! And they go into the house and it's empty. And I just... You couldn't tell. Yeah. They, yeah. He, he, I could tell, though. I knew it was going to be one of those. I knew it was going to be one of those. I was like, mm-hmm. it's going to be one of those things, isn't it? It's going to be one of those. I was like, well, it's one of those. But at the time, when this movie was coming out... Um, you may not have. Yeah. It's like watching um, Blair Witch for the first time. Like when I saw Blair Witch, I saw Blair Witch in the movie theaters. And it was one of the first, if not the first, found footage films, you know? I love those. And the buzz on it was quiet. Nobody was talking about it. And the internet wasn't around, so you didn't have immediate spoilers. And... And it was a little freaky. I, I started to feel like it wasn't necessarily entirely true. Somewhat in the middle, because, you know, like she had clean nails and it was... Oh, people like, thought it was real? Oh, oh, absolutely. Oh. Yeah, that's the whole thing is it was it was marketed as real. It was marketed as found footage. Oh. And now, of course, it's, you know, it's a... It's a thing. So people thought there was like crazy stuff going mm-hmm. on. Oh my gosh, that yeah. must have been terrifying. So that last scene when when she runs down or he runs down, I don't remember that last. Did you see Blair Witch? Uh, and pieces. Hmm. Well, the last scene, um, one of the last two characters goes downstairs and... You hear screams, and then you hear nothing, and then the last character is going downstairs, and as 
he's going around the corner, the character that was there that went down first was standing in the corner facing away in the room where this crazy witch person was, this whatever. And then he went around the corner and then of course somebody rushes the camera and falls on the ground and all you see is, you know, the sideways room. So you know that they were both killed. But the concept of the Blair Witch was that she would kill one person and make the other person stand in the corner and wait their turn. So you saw this toward, towards the end, and it was just freaky. Mm. Freaky, freaky, freaky. Then, of course, it comes out that you know, it was written and directed, and you know, the way it was filmed was well, sort of improvisational. Didn't it have, like, credits at the end? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so by the end, everybody knew that it was an actual oh, movie. Oh, okay, okay. But, you know, but but the thing was, when you saw the movie, and you leave, you don't tell the secret. Oh. <laughs> it's the same thing. The crying game way back in the day was the same thing. Okay. Um, I don't know the plot of the movie, but, but it's a, it's like a love triangle kind of a thing where, you know, the two guys fall in love with the same woman and they're fighting for her the whole time and then in the, the last scene of the movie it's revealed that um, the woman undresses and it's not a woman at all it's a man and again nobody told so, I mean you'll hear references like references to the grind game and that's what that's about, is pretending to be one thing, only to turn out to be something else. Mm. So. Interesting. Yeah. I want to see that. The Crying Game? Yeah. I don't know if you'd like it. It was, I mean, it's a dated film. Yeah, it's plenty of dated movies. Yeah. All right, my love. I love yeah. you.